Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's the Magic Our Way Podcast, man. <laughs> How's everybody doing? My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And this is the Magic Our Way Podcast, episode 60. I remember the number of this one this time, because we're at a, 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 another crossing point here. We're in number 60, which means we have 40 more to go until we reach our 100th show. Really? Isn't that crazy? Only 40, yeah. So what are we going to do for the 100th? I have no idea. Okay. Maybe we can get Jim Hill or somebody famous on the show <laughs> for the first time in forever. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a thing. That'd be kind of monumental, I think. You know? Well, we need to we need to continue to make contacts. Yes, we, yeah, we do. We're still making our little niche, carving our niche into the whole Disney fan universe, of which there are plenty of podcasts and stuff. And I'm very happy to say I'm thankful for everybody that stays and listens to our show and makes us part of their lives. Um, and, you know, bring us into your ears every now and then to speak some Disney with you, man. And, and not to not to brag or anything like that, but Kevin kind of hobnobs with uh, one of the. Uh, biggest disney internet podcast celebrities that there are there is right yeah we'll let, we'll let them guess who it is but i'm part of this whole podcasters mastermind thing uh that was started in so it's actually me and a bunch of other great uh fellow podcasters some of them who haven't who are just now starting their shows needed help with the uh, startups and stuff some people that are already experienced they have books out and they're you know getting speaking engagements and all kind of things so it's a great little uh, small small mix of uh, of really creative people really great people so he just happens to have gathered a really good handful we actually i had a class last night uh which is why we're recording on a different day than we normally do uh but i had a class last night we we're just saying yeah man it's just a great bunch of people just to sit and talk about the podcasting life you know really accessible all really down to earth and we're all there to really to help each other out you know i've given uh, i've taken pictures of our setup and they want to see how their our sound setup and all this kind of business and how to work sound and they've given me ideas as far as advertising and um, promoting the show and you know this is not necessarily our main job it's not necessarily a business but we do enjoy doing it if we can get it to pay for itself you know it's getting older it's two years old it can support itself now you know it can, it can not necessarily have to go out and get a job but it can put up a little lemonade stand and uh, <laughs> earn a little money to start paying for things like you know web hosting and uh you know the equipment and uh this that and the other you know just just small minor expenses um i guess for that matter if any of you guys out there want to sponsor the magic magic our way podcast we'll definitely uh love to uh, uh you know promote whatever you'd like to promote or you just want to be uh mentioned on every show we can do that you know i have i you know just contact us hey in magic our way at gmail.com hey let's uh, knock out some business real quick uh facebook twitter two best places to catch us i do i'm active especially on twitter i'm active on twitter and facebook as well um you can find us on stitcher and uh on instagram uh, although we don't do as much there but we do have a presence there uh, albeit very small um our email magic our way gmail.com our speak pipe speakpipe.com forward slash magic our way our toll-free number is 1-844-HARAMBE that's one 844 
Harambe. H-A-R-A-M-B-E. Give us a call and you can use any phone, whether it be your mobile phone or your landline phone, or if you have a rotary dial, who cares, whatever it is. Uh, give us a call and you can reach us on that. Or if you happen to be by your computer, man, you want to stay in the digital age or you happen to be online, speaktype.com forward slash magic our way. Many ways, many avenues to reach us. All roads lead to the Magic Our Way podcast, kind of like they did to Rome at one point, but now we're all digital. Uh, kind of like in that spaceship Earth scene, but yeah, you can find us. And on our scene, that little chariot guy still exists. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Oh, look, uh, you know, you can listen to our show on iTunes. You can also listen to us on Stitcher. If you do any one of those uh, or wherever you download podcasts and stuff, whatever client that you use, man, leave us a rating and a review. Uh, definitely a review, man. Let uh, the people know about our podcast, you know, tell them that, you know, this is a pretty decent, pretty good show. You enjoy listening to us, why you like listening to us, you know, it keeps us relevant, keeps us um, afloat in the Disney sea of fandom podcasts and stuff, of which now there are plenty. I remember when I started listening, I discovered podcasts and stuff. I started back in 2005. Um, I, I, there was maybe like a handful of guys so now there's just a bunch of them and we're just part of the sea that is in there and I'm hoping to kind of keep us afloat. So, man, you do that review and you do that rating for us. And that's all we ask, man. You don't, you don't have to give us any money or whatever else. But if you, you happen to do that, just take a couple of minutes. Uh, a few people have already done so, but we'd like to get some more just to keep us relevant. But yeah, but, you know, I totally plan to stick around for a while. I'm, I'm going to win this out of longevity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't plan on going anywhere anytime soon. You're going to be the last one standing. Uh, yeah, well, one of them at least. I'll be a handful. I'm sure there'll be a lot of guys that'll be standing. Lastly, but uh, I definitely want to be in that number, so to speak. You know, how you been, man? Let me. I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> sitting here, just just jibber jabbering away, and just man, how, how how things been since last time we recorded? Oh, good, good. Just putting the final touches on our, our on our Disney vacation. Oh, that's awesome. Anything new developed since uh, last episode? Yes, yes. Something new has developed since our last episode. Oh, yeah. and I'm not sure if many people are aware of this, but um. I got a treat uh, about a couple of days ago. It was a Monday, I think it was, where I um, I called up Disney to reserve. Uh, to We already had reservations to get my daughter into Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. And we want to do the one in the castle because we think it'll be a little bit special for her. Besides, I mean, Cinderella's Royal Table is going to be closed during this period of time. I think I told you that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's going to be closed for a few months. So um, that was kind of a bummer because it was like, man, we can't get her in the castle. And... Um, we really kind of wanted her to like, you know, because kids see the castle and like, right. well, I want to go in the castle and they don't realize you just walk through the castle. Right, right. You don't yeah. really explore the castle. Um, so that's why we did the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Yeah. But we the time we got was really late. It was like 555. Okay. And we kind of wanted her to be in a dress and be able to be in the park all day, not just, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. The evening. So uh, we were, I called up to see whether or not we could move it back and we couldn't. Um, right. no matter how hard we tried. Uh, but what she did tell me was, and, and I, th- I found this going to be, to be kind of interesting. I didn't, I wasn't aware of this. I'm not sure if most people are aware of this, but, right. uh, this is actually a thing where because Cinderella's roll table is closed and you know, one of the, if you have a little girl, one of the things you want to do is you're trying to, you try and get her into a restaurant, um, Akershus, is that what they call it? Akershus, yeah. Akershus, um, because that's the princess um, yeah. breakfast, and that's, that's where you'll have your princess experience. But yeah. you don't want to do that anymore, because as of right now, while Cinderella's roll table is closed, Citrico is, Citrico's, which is in the Grand Floridian, is right. now hosting the Cinderella 
Oh, okay. So they gave him a home when they got kicked out of the castle. Right. But it's not Cinderella, the fairy godmother, the mice. It's the princesses. It's Cinderella. It's Ariel. It's Belle. It's Jasmine. So instead of having to go catch a bus, go to Epcot, walk all the way to World Showcase, and right. most people aren't really fond of the Norwegian cuisine. Some people are. I think you said you didn't mind it so yeah, much. Yeah, I didn't mind so much. But yeah, to a lot of people, it's very adventurous for them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll be able to just hop right on the monorail, go one stop, and boom, we're right over there, and she'll have a full princess dinner. And nobody was booking that one. No we kidding. Got, we got in there like uh, you know at a very there was there was a couple of different times available. Oh wow, that's pretty killer. Yeah, so I'm not sure if most people are aware of this that you know there is an alternative to restaurant Akershus that's probably better and sounds better to me. I'd, I'd much prefer to do that. Now, have you been to Citrico's already? Yes. Eat? Okay. For dinner. For but, dinner. Yeah, this is like a, a breakfast buffet style kind okay. of things. I'm I'm sure. But oh, interesting. Okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. It may not be because it's uh, like most character breakfasts are like uh, or one. This is this is going to be two. This is going to be one of okay. those two coupon kind of right, right. breakfasts. So it might be something to where you order off menu. I don't know. Huh. Okay. Uh, I've never been to Cinderella's Royal Table for for breakfast. Yeah, I've never been there for breakfast. Always been for dinner. Mm-hmm. A couple of times that I've been there, you know, it's not too bad. Right, and maybe and maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe like when they did the the breakfast over at Cinderella, uh, Cinderella's Royal Table. Maybe they did do all the princesses, and maybe yeah. I was used to the 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 dinner show where you had the fairy godmother and the mice and all that but um that's actually a very good tip man citricos i guess sometime with that period and you're going like somewhere in the beginning of february is that correct yeah and it's like a three or four months it's going on right now and and it'll be going on well i think it's going on right now it's either january or december yeah at least while i guess cinderella's royal table is down yeah yeah? it'll be going on while you're there yeah okay okay great so yeah that might be something for you to call i know i'm gonna have to check that out unless everybody figured it out for mardi gras week who knows (laughs) mardi gras slash president's week but that's def- something definitely yeah, yeah so guys if you happen to be traveling at that time or if you maybe maybe they might do the same thing uh whenever the restaurant goes down for some kind of cleanup refurbishment kind of deal uh something to definitely keep in mind because that sounds like a pretty decent deal you know if you go to cinderella's road table a lot and you eat that same breakfast over and over this may be a little bit of a variety for you there but that's an awesome tip man that's mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty good uh, yeah I, I look that and, and being able to book polynesian on the construction and getting free tickets to a water park i think those are two two things going into this vacation i didn't know that i would have liked liked to have known well i can guarantee the listeners we're going to get a trip report after those our couple of a trip so i'll be anxious to see how all that goes and with the the little extra perks that you have discovered um all right so anyway man let's end this flim flam and jibber jabber i think i got that right you did you didn't say uh what was it before you said jibber 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 or jabber 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 yeah i said jabber jaws last up a few episodes ago because i got it confused but uh yeah let's go with the flim flam and jibber jabber man let's head on to the queue So, man, first thing, let's, let's lead off strong, dude. Okay. We've got the Inside Out trailer has just been released today. <laughs> so, we're gonna, we played a, the little teaser trailer for you guys a few shows ago. And, you know, just looking at this trailer, man, I'm pretty darn excited. So, let's go ahead and at least, let, and this all over the internet now. So, you know, YouTube on space. So, we're going to kind of help promote this thing here. And here is the Inside Out trailer, at least the sound of it. You can watch the, We'll post links in our show notes and on the Facebook page. You can check it out. But here it is. So, how was the first day of school? It was fine, I guess. I don't know. Do you ever look at someone and wonder what is going on inside their head? Did you guys pick up on that? Sure oh, did. Well, something's wrong. We're going to find out what's happening, but we'll need support. Signal the husband. 
<laughs> Uh-oh, she's looking at us. What did she say? What? Oh, oh, sorry, sir. No one was listening. Is it garbage night? <laughs> uh, we left the toilet seat up. What? What is it, woman? What? Signal him again. Ah, <laughs> so, Riley, how was school? Oh, you gotta be kidding me. For this, we gave up that Brazilian helicopter pilot? School was great, all right? What was that? I thought you said we were gonna act casual. Riley, is everything okay? <sighs> Sir, she just rolled her eyes at us. All right, make a show of force. I don't wanna have to put the foot down. No, not the foot. Riley, I do not like this new attitude. Oh, I'll show you attitude, old no, man. No, 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 breathe. What is your problem? Just leave me alone. Sir, reporting high levels of sass. Take it to DEFCON 2. DEFCON 2! I don't know where this disrespectful attitude came from. You want a piece of this, Pops? Yeah, well, look. Prepare the foot. Keys to safety position. Ready to launch on your command, sir. Just shut up! Fire! That's it. Go to your room. The foot is down. The foot is down. Yeah! Woo! Good job, gentlemen. That could have been a disaster. Well, that was a disaster. Come, fly with me, Gachinha. <sighs> <laughs>
Interesting. That. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I guess so. Kind of. When? When is it? Do, do you know when that's supposed to come out? I forget. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Uh, it's supposed to be hitting theaters in uh, on June uh, twenty in June of twenty sixteen. Oh, okay, so the year after Inside Out comes out, all right? Mm-hmm. So that should be pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing that too. Yeah, they generally do once, uh, you know, one a year. One a year, um, yeah. And this, uh, you know, Inside Out kind of represents the first one that they've done that hasn't been a sequel in a while, right? Right. Right. Yeah. It's been it's been rather a long time actually. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Definitely want to check that out. Finding Dory. June 2016. All right, next thing I kind of want to talk about here is uh, the themeparktourist.com. You know, great website. They do a very good job, good blog, everything else. Uh, they came out with this article with the three biggest developments at D- the Disneyland Resort in 2014. So this is kind of the three biggest things that have come out this year. So I just kind of want to touch upon them, give you guys an idea. I just went out there this past summer um, and I got kind of not really witnessed, but I was there when the construction walls were up. But the third thing they have on their list is Club 33's expansion. All right, just to kind of read a little bit from the article here, it says that the new construction uh, results in a number of external alterations in club 33's homeland of new orleans square uh i was there and there's a lot of construction walls and doing a lot of stuff uh in the exterior um on the inside uh just one day at, on july uh, was it july 18th just one day after disneyland turned 59 years old uh the exclusive club reopened its doors after a hefty seven-month expansion that doubled its size mm-hmm. and introduced a bevy of new features theming and rooms including a, a swanky jazz lounge which is actually kind of neat. So um, a lot of little more amenities, a lot more room to allow uh, more patrons to visit Club 33. I guess maybe kind of cut down on their big old waiting list mm-hmm. or whatever else. So that should be pretty interesting. Maybe one day I'll get a chance to eat in there. Who knows? Or experience or even just maybe I'll get to play. I don't know. Maybe I can be in <laughs> with the jazz tree. I'll, I'll definitely go in there just to play. If, I, if I just want to tour it, you know? Yeah, tour it would be great too. I, I would definitely do that. I wouldn't mind playing though. I wonder if <laughs> I wonder if there is like, you know, because they do have those behind the scenes tours where they take into Walt's apartment and whatnot. I wonder if you do get like... Uh, um. A yeah. tour of, of Club Thirty Three because that would be totally worth the money. Well, I know you can do on you can do a lot of photo tours online and stuff. Um, like they're saying at the very end of this little blurb, they say um, you can go. They have a link to a photo tour of the old Club Thirty Three provided by uh, MySage, and then you can get a, a, a walk through the re- walk through the renovation through MySage's uh, um, photo blog as well. So you can kind of compare the difference between the two Club Thirty Three. So there's that online. Um, but I'm wondering if if you showed up and you could tell. I wonder if it's part of one of the packages. I'd be curious to know. Oh, so uh, Kevin, to, uh, take this for, for what it's worth. I just found this online. It's on Wikipedia. It's it could be wrong, but uh, I've seen a couple other sites backing this up. Yeah. Uh, so Disneyland guests who who participate in the walk in Walt's footstep tour, they're provided entrance to the lobby of Club Thirty Three. Oh, okay. And the tour guide is going to give you a brief uh, history of the club and explain some of the artifacts in the lobby. Um, the tour members can be photographed in the lift, but they're not allowed access to the upstairs uh, area. Right. So that now, who knows? Maybe when they remodel it, maybe they'll let you do a little bit more there. But you know what? I'd, I'd, I'd go with that. Yeah, <laughs> I'd that's settle I mean, for that. Yeah, you can set foot in there. That'd be a good little tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, if any of you listeners out there in California or anybody has gone and taken that tour, man, we'd love to hear from you, man. Shoot us an email at magicrowway at gmail.com. Or contacts at any one of our different various venues. Okay, uh, so next thing on number two on this list, uh, Disney Re- Disneyland Resorts Diamond Celebration. Uh, they had their 59th birthday this year in 2014, and with a little help from the, uh, you know, they had some barbershop quartet. Uh, uh, 
the Dapper Dans. They uh, did uh, the 59th birthday celebration. They also announced the celebration of the 60th anniversary, which is going to happen in 2015. Um, sometime happening in spring 2015, you can expect to have a 60-hour day in the Disneyland Park. So that's going to be a fun, dis- busy, busy day in which the parks will be open. Both parks will be open for 60 hours straight to represent their 60 years of existence. So that should be pretty interesting. Um, there are a lot. It goes into detail about a lot of th- other things that were supposed to happen. Maybe things that are not going to happen anymore due to budgetary constraints or whatever else. Uh, one of the things that uh, caught my eye was the fact that the, they're supposed to have some uh, refurbishment and touching up of some uh, five classic Fantasyland dark rides. And we're talking about Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan's Flight, Pinocchio's Daring Journey, Snow White's Scary Adventures, and of course, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. They were speculating that they might be receiving some new animatronic uh, characters uh, akin to the ones in the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. So to see those classic rides, you know, with some updated animatronics, I mean, hey, that'd be kind of cool. It's like, you know, switching your uh, your old Mickey cartoons to Blu-ray kind of thing, you know? <laughs> so I, I kind of compare it to that. So that's something that caught my eye, and hopefully they can, in the future, I know they just had a recent renovation of Alice in Wonderland, but hopefully in the future they can kind of adapt these new animatronics into the system. I don't know, would you would that take away from the attraction, you think? If they replace a lot of those classic animatronics with the uh, the new ones? I don't think it would for me, as long as the new ones kind of fit in, right? I mean, I have yeah. not been on... The Snow White Mine Train yet that that should be corrected soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but having not been on it yet, um, I don't know that they would. I mean, if you have dwarves with very uh, expressive faces, and Snow White and the wicked in the in the yeah the the evil queen and her and her witch form are static. I right. mean, it, it, don't you think that would be a little bit you know off-putting? Like yeah. you, you know, you, just the dwarves have the faces that move. I don't know. It just depends, I guess, on how well it blends into the ride. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I can see some staunch uh, uh, Disneyland Disney conservatives saying that no, you can't. You're changing the character of the ride because that's not the technology that Walt had. But you know, to me, it's like I don't. You know, Walt always said that things are going to be improving and getting better and you know he doesn't want anything to become a museum so you know this would be just a plusing of that if they were to introduce a new technology into that i mean i have yeah. no problem with that i i don't see any issue with it you know and the, i look forward to seeing what they would do i mean you know i mean sure yeah the, maybe the witch spins around faster to scare you and snow white scary adventures or mr toad's wild ride gets really wild you know that'd mm-hmm. be I, i'll be down with that you know i'll be curious to see um but anyway yeah so that's number two on their list and the first, counting down from three, two, one, the first a big development out in Disneyland is they have something titled Frozen's Bigger and More Permanent Presence. So uh, they're looking at somewhere probably in Disney's California Adventure where you'd have some type of frozen attraction that's going to be permanently placed or housed as part of the Disneyland Resort. So are talking about Muppet Vision 3D being that spot. Oh, oh, where Muppet Vision, it's going to be, it's going to replace Muppet Vision 3D? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was one of the things, you know, more more or less rumors. Hopefully not. I like Muffin Visions 3D, but we I, have one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I do too. Uh, I prefer it, but I mean, it is an old show. And um, like, I, I think we spoke about this before and I said, you know, I'd, yeah. I, I'd have a huge problem with them taking it out of, of um, the studios, the studios. Yeah. But, uh, you know, California and, um, Adventure, I mean, that's not the original one. I'm right. You know, that that to me, like, um I think I put it like this is is that's the area Jim Henson walked right. of the studios where he 
you know, plotted out what that area was going to look like. Now, granted, we only got a fraction of what we were supposed to get back right. there, but he put that whole thing together. Uh, I'd prefer them to leave it alone. Yeah, yeah, okay, gotcha. So, yeah, so according to themeparktourist.com, and we'll post a link in our show notes and on our Facebook page and everything else, and our hopefully soon to be web uh, website, um, uh, you can check out the article for yourself, themeparktourist.com. Well, if you've uh, been anywhere near the Disney Channel in the past week or so, you probably recognize that opening of that new Toy Story short. The Toy Story that time forgot, you know, basically centers around Trixie, Bonnie's one of Bonnie's toys, and her adventures on her play date with a friend of hers at another house where she stumbles upon some other unlikely dinosaurs that, of course, just like Buzz, didn't really, they'd never been played with because their owner is playing video games <laughs> to a great amount. And so they never realize that they're toys and never get the experience of uh, uh, playing with. I'm sorry, y'all, spoilers. I'm kind of giving away the plot. But it's still a great little story. It's a cute little story, I think. Mm-hmm. I watched it several times in the past days, kind of getting ready for the show and because my kids wanted to watch it. Um, but, yeah, so what do you think of the dance? You, you saw this on YouTube crazy enough, right? And that's yeah. actually where I'm getting the audio for this from. Uh, but you saw the whole thing on YouTube. What do you think about this new Toy Story shirt? I enjoyed it. Uh, shirt? Did I say short? I think you said shirt. I meant short. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sh- oh, shorts. No sh- t-shirt. No shirt. No shoes. No service. <laughs> That's almost a tongue twister. I can't Guys, get the thing out. Kevin has a newborn and is <laughs> operating on little to no sleep. Yeah, I'm operating fumes. Please so, forgive him. <laughs> yeah, my English is you know it's for slowly fading away. <laughs> <laughs> And we uh, not only that, we recorded our earlier podcast um, prior to doing this one. So he's pulling double duty tonight. Yeah. So. Oh, but anyway, you know, I just saw, saw this part of the clip. I'm watching, we're kind of watching the movie while we're kind of doing a mini review here. But that little Christmas ornament of the cat with the yes. horn, love it. Yeah. That, that freaking dude's awesome. <laughs> it just has like the best Hallmark phrases whenever he speaks. You but know? it's like in a child's voice whenever yes. it speaks. So it reminds you, me of Charlie Brown's voice kind of thing. Well, not Charlie Brown's voice, but like one of the Peanuts characters' voices, you know? Yeah, but I mean, but he's so creepy looking because he has like those kind of dead eyes yeah, that those yeah, yeah. ornaments have. So, uh, yeah, I, I, look, I enjoyed it. Uh, the, the, the plot of the, uh, the short centers around Trixie. Yeah, yeah. Which is voiced by, um, oh, what's her name? She does the voice on uh, Bob's Burger. She's been in a couple of things. She's on a daily show as well. But I love her. Uh, she, she's she's one of the funniest uh, comedians, uh, comedic actresses that I've seen um, come along for a while. And I used to love her stuff on the on the uh, on the Daily Show. What is her name? Kristen Shaw. There you go, yeah. Kristen Shaw. She's awesome. So uh, yeah, I, I really do enjoy. Uh, I really did enjoy that the the plot kind of centered on her. Yeah. And and her uh, accepting her role as a dinosaur who isn't a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah how yeah. clever was that? Yeah, that was that was good. So uh, yeah, it really is good. The the whole playset thing that's really good. If you're looking for Buzz and Woody, they're there, but it almost feels like they're not. Yeah, they're sidemen in this particular thing. Yeah, like they almost even barely speak. Like, yeah, there was a point there where I was wondering, well, is this really Tim Allen and? And Tom Hanks, did, right. they, did they really get them for this? Because um, it just kind of feels like, wow, how could they have them come in just to record 
this little uh, dialogue. Same with Don Rickles. Don Rickles was barely in it. Uh, yeah. The, uh, sorry, Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato Head, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. I'd see it again. I'd probably buy it when it comes out on DVD. That whole lead battle, uh, <laughs> the whole lead battle dinosaur is just great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you're listening to this podcast and this will be coming out later this week, uh, it's going to be playing often. You know, the the Christmas version uh, of of this Toy Story short. Last year, last year they or a couple of years ago they came out with Toy Story of Terror, and now two years later they came out with the uh, Toy Toy Story that that time forgot. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be hard for me to get out. Uh, but anyway, yeah, just uh, their little Christmas release. Well, not really a Christmas type show, other than the, the little Christmas tree and the ornament and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, it's actually a pretty cool story. They kind of the little vulture-looking dinosaur that kind of reminds me of the Emperor from Star Wars. Yeah, that's pretty cute, you know. And he's he's on wheels. <laughs> he, he almost reminded me of the Skex. Uh, is it the Skexis from uh, the Dark Crystal? Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I remember those. Yeah. And I'm going through it right now, and everybody ret- everybody came back. Yeah, yeah. Joan Cusack, Don Rickles, uh, Tim Allen, but man, they they must have like they must have had him in the studio for five minutes. Because oh yeah. I swear, if Joan Cusack had one line, if Jesse had one line, it was it was one more than than uh, <laughs> than I can remember. I think she, I remember her speaking once. We're asking them like how how it went how when was they, the play day yeah. thing at the end of the with the, uh, in the little short, yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, it, it costs them nothing to actually do that. You know, they pay them for like a day and that's pretty much it. They're done, you know, very easy. And other, so e- even if they, I mean, nowadays, uh, home studios, like we're doing our podcast here in your man cave, mm-hmm. uh, they, those actors probably just did it out their house and they just mailed it in, yeah. you know, because they, they, the technology and the quality of stuff that you can do at your own house is so good that, uh, they're able to just do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like that it didn't center around some of the major characters. It kind of focused on, and not even like one of, uh, uh, uh oh, what's the name of the kid, uh, in the original Bonnie? movie? Bonnie. Oh, yeah. uh, Andy. Andy. Yeah. It's not one of Andy's toys. It's actually one of Bonnie's toys, which is kind of cool. I like Bonnie, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I want to see more things. I mean, I think a rumor I heard once a while back that, uh, they're not going to be doing any more movies, but they're going to do a lot of shorts like this. And so you kind of get to see the toys lives past Andy while he's in college and you get to see them how they experience with Bonnie. I love Bonnie. I think Bonnie's great. You know, uh, she's adorable. She's a cute little character. Um, and she, you know, the way she plays with the toys are just, just awesome. You know? So I just, I, I, I enjoy these little shorts and I definitely enjoy this little thing. I, I'm watching the part now where she gets her armor, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. That and was then cute. Rex gets his arms and stuff. But anyway, I, I don't want to give any more about, of this little toy story short. Well, I don't want to break news for you, but I mean, you know, there is going to be a toy story four, right? Is there a toy story four? Yeah. Yeah. You you're breaking that? news to me. No, I did not know that. John Lasseter is going to direct it. Really? It's coming in, uh, 2014. I mean, I'm sorry, not 20, I'm sorry, 2017, 2017. Really? Okay. Yeah. So that's like two years, a few years down the road after, uh, the Finding Dory. Well, I'll look forward to that. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 maybe you might have mentioned to me, but I don't remember. But um, yeah, I guess that can only mean that it's leading up to more Bonnie. So it's going to be great to see that whole dynamic and more toys, you know? <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, there you go, man. Check out this. We'd love to hear you. Uh, it's going to be playing all month, if not all throughout the next year and stuff. So if you've seen it and you have an opinion on it, a review, man, just send it in. Maybe we'd love to hear it from you. All right, if y'all listened to our last episode, we had Leon via Skype, and we're doing the big 2014 
fantasy theme park draft. Uh, if you go to Dream Away to Disney on the Facebook site or anything else, he's got a little pull up there to get your chance to offer your opinion and, and vote your opinion on who you'd uh, what attraction you'd like to see in your own particular park. Uh, so you head on over to there and we'll have a link in our Facebook group that he posted on. But also a couple of things before we get to Lee's little voicemail that he left for us. Uh, he wanted us to let you know uh, he's with Just a Dream Away Travel, Jennifer Harris's company. And uh, he's offering a $25 Disney gift card for anyone that books before Christmas Day. Um, the travel date does not matter. Uh, the only stipulation is you just have to book uh, before the 25th of this month, of December 2014. So if you, you could book a vacation anytime in the future, um, uh, between now and, the tw- I guess, the 24th, he'll take it all the way up to Christmas Eve day, uh, I guess, it'll be biz- his business. So if you travel that, you'll get a $25 gift card that you can use towards anything, you know, Disney-related or other. Um, so that's kind of a little uh, incentive for you guys. So uh, if you're interested in booking a vacation, man, we've been hearing testimony from Danny. Uh, he's been using Lee and stuff, and you can definitely hear a lot of it in the last show. And he was while we were doing our podcast, he was actually also Lee was actually actively getting fast passes for Danny, which he successfully completed. Yeah, yes. Uh, so yeah, he's just here to testimonial. It's no cost to you. You can even get a no obligation quote. Um, but yeah, if you're toying with an idea of booking a vacation to Disney World, you don't feel like going through the hassle of doing the work yourself. Man, talk to Lee, talk to the, uh, all the travel agents at Just a Dreamway Travel. Um, they can get you taken care of. But anyway, here's a little something from Lee. Hey, guys. Got some more uh, Disney travel news here. Uh, looking f- forward to Star Wars weekends. Um, they did this last year, and they're bringing it back. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, dining in uh, Star Wars dining, basically, for... Um, the Star Wars weekends. Um, if you look at some of the options, there's going to be, it looks like, uh, Galactic Dine-In, Galactic Breakfast, and Jedi Mickey's Star Wars Dine at Hollywood and Vine. And that is also included in the Fantasmic Dining package. So, uh, for sci-fi... There's a cosmic breakfast at Sci-Fi Diner Theater Restaurant. Sci-Fi Dinner Theater Restaurant features characters from a galaxy far, far away, including Darth Vader, Boba Fett, Greedo, Jawas, and Stormtroopers. Uh, That's going to take place from May 4th through June 14th, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. And that's for breakfast. I had the client actually do this last year. They really liked it. Um, The dad was a big Star Wars fan. They thought it was pretty cool. the price on that is $49.99 per adult, $31.99 per child, ages 3 to 9. Um, you've also got Jedi Mickey Star Wars Dine, in, dine at Hollywood and Vine, including the Phantasm package. Uh, this unique experience allows you to celebrate the Star Wars saga with special decor, themed menu options, and stirring music, followed by the evening's first Phantasmic show. Uh, this intergalactic feast includes appearances by favorite Disney pals dressed as popular Disney characters from the Star Wars universe, including Jedi Mickey, Princess Leia, Minnie, Darth Vader Goofy, Stormtrooper Donald, and Ewoks Chippendale. That might get me there, uh, just to see Chippendale as Ewoks. That might be worth the price of admission for me. <laughs> uh, this will take place daily from May 4th through June 14th, from 4.15 to 8 p.m. 
the price uh, for the Hollywood Vine, including Fantasmic Dining Package, is $57.99 per adult and $34.99 per child. Uh, as always, uh, advanced reservations are highly recommended. Uh, talk to your TA 180 days out, etc., etc. So, uh, Star Wars Dining is back, uh, and it looks like uh, some good options there for your Star Wars fans. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Lee. Um, I'm not exactly sure where you were. <laughs> I, at first, I thought he was at a concert. Yeah, I thought he was at maybe somewhere in Disney World. It kind of reminds me of like, a, you know, like a soundstage or something. Well, yeah, well, it could have been like the uh, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror with that old yeah. like, music playing in the background. But then gunfire broke out. Gunfire. <laughs> Is that yeah, what it sounded like to you? Or something that fell onto a, like a flat floor or whatever. Okay. Like maybe, a, some siding or a piece of wood that went smack. Maybe that's what it was. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought maybe a mall. Yeah. Like maybe maybe there was Christmas music in the mall, but I couldn't recognize what the, the song was. And I hate to say it, but I, I, would, I would go in and out trying to hear what the music was in the background yeah. and listening to what he would say. But... Star Wars weekend, man. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, if I didn't have already have my vacation book, man, I'd definitely consider going during that time just to see all that. And I've been to Star Wars weekends before. Have you ever been? No, I haven't. That? Oh, man, it's just great. It's just awesome. I, I I had Warwick Davis kind of walk in front of me at one point, him and his family and stuff, and that was kind of cool. Don't tell me you stepped on him. No, I didn't step <laughs> on him. Luckily, I saw him. I didn't trip on him or everything else. But, you know, he was just walking around him by with himself, no bodyguards or nothing. He was just grambling on, you know. I just saw this little dude, and I was like, holy Moses, that, 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 that's freaking Professor Flitwick or, you know, uh, 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 the – Ewok, uh, Wicket, is that his name? Or, yeah. Or, yeah, Wicket and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's so cool, man. Um, I didn't want to be like, oh, my God, let me get your photograph. Because, you know, he was. I think he was on his way to, like, Hollywood and Vine or something to go eat. And I was like, I didn't want to mess with him with that. But anyway, yeah, it's really cool. I digress. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely, I mean, that's a good incentive for you guys. to so if you want to book a vacation or if you're thinking about going sometime 2015, man, book a vacation with Lee. You get a $25 gift card, man, just a dream away travel. Um, and you can get that going, man, you know, so what a cool deal for, for Warwick Davis, because he can show up at Disney for star Wars stuff and then go to universal for Harry Potter stuff. I know he's got both of them, man, in the palm of their hands, you know, might as well just, you know, buy a house in Orlando if you hadn't. Yeah. My, oh, shoot. I bet. And there's no doubt that he already kind of just lives there and then, you know, <laughs> crosses the pond and goes back home to England or whatever else. But, uh, yeah, man, just a great way, man. Get, take advantage of that. So, uh, you know, we'll post, uh, I'll always post all his information on how to book, uh, for the travel agency as well as for Lee in our show notes. So definitely reference that and we'll have that on our Facebook group and everything else. But thanks, Lee. We definitely appreciate that. All right, DisneyAtWork.com. If you go to this website, and we'll post a link in our notes again, as we always do in our Facebook group. Uh, they have the the first article that comes up, at least for today. Um, I don't know if he's going to add any more articles soon. If, just from reading, it doesn't seem like he uh, writes terribly often, so it shouldn't get too buried. But anyway, it's an article called um, Bring Star Wars to Disney Quest. Uh, subtitle should Disney bring Star Wars to Disney Quest question mark why should Disney Disney should why Disney should learn lessons from frozen success you know so he goes on and describes you know he talks about the Star Wars trailer and he goes on to talk about frozen how the company you know decided not to wait too long or terribly long before they realized they had something good going here with the movie franchise. And so they started to, for lack of a better word, capitalize on that by bringing more experiences for the customer to experience frozen things, you know, whether it be a meet and greet or uh, a celebration or a fireworks show or some kind of dessert or whatever else. Um, 
So just to kind of summarize what his point, he's he's going to the same thing uh, with Disney Quest down there, and the only place you can find Disney Quest now is in Walt Disney World in downtown Disney, which is soon to be Disney Springs. Uh, but anyway, he references a poster, and uh, if you go to the article, and maybe we'll get the po- copy of the poster and put it on our Facebook so you can kind of see it and link to this article here. Um, it has a poster of Darth Vader's mask, you know, and then you see some kind of scene that's in his eyes. And the title of it says, Where Characters Come to Play, Disney Quest, you know. Now, uh, he goes on to say that they haven't really said anything about Star Wars coming to Disneyland, but he suggests why, and this is all rumor and speculation, there's nothing confirmed, so don't please do not take this to heart. But he begs the question, why is that there? You know, why, why is Star Wars being referenced in that poster for Disney Quest when there's a very minimal presence of Star Wars in Disney Quest to begin with? You know, so he kind of brings that up that point. He also brings up a point where it says uh, that ride, the comics attraction is closed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, it used to be like a little simulator thing where you kind of uh, go through comics and you do some fighting and stuff and all that kind of business. So, but you had like a saber with you. Yeah, a saber with you wielded. That's what you fought with. And, you know, and you could turn your head and fight things this way, that way, and the other. Uh, but he noticed that that was gone and they may be, maybe they might be making way to introduce more Star Wars into Disney Quest. Now, Danny, have you ever done Disney Quest? No, never did. Yeah, I used to do Disney Quest when it first came out. And I remember when they used to have Disney Quest in Chicago and I think they had one in New York and maybe LA. Um, but I remember the one in Chicago. It was, I went to the one in Chicago too. Um, but it was, it was really cool, man. It's just like a big video game arcade. And you know, you're of the same age as me. And I remember the days when they had video game arcades in the hall, in the malls and stuff. And, and kids went to go play video games. It's, and they didn't go to a home console. Granted, they had the Atari 2600, but the graphics weren't as good as the ones you get at the arcade. Right. Right. Um, so that was kind of Disney quest was like a, a, a video game arcade on steroids. You know, yeah, you can you can have ride system ride systems with built-in video games. You had, um, of you know where you can ride a motorbike. Now it's like a big full-size bike that you can ride and ride through video. It's, it was all kind of stuff, 3D stuff, 4D stuff with the um, spraying of water, all that kind of business. It was actually a really neat experience. Uh, but anyway, I you know Disney Quest. A lot of people have been complaining that it's been kind of declining in years. Nothing news really happened. I can tell you what. If they decide to bring Disney or Star Wars themed entertainment into this particular venue, that would revitalize that particular area. You know, if they have come up with unique attractions with inside Disney Quest, you know, it's almost like your fifth park, but not really. It's like your four and a half park, (laughs) four and a half gate in the park kind of a deal. Um, Just to have like a bunch of places where you can maybe ride uh, an X-Wing fighter and fight through certain things or uh, you can be in an AT-AT and, you know, you can be part of the Empire and and fire upon the rebels. Uh, They have that attraction there where you're in a pirate ship and you're fighting other people in the next room that are in another pirate ship and you do battle. I mean, that could be a perfect scenario set up for a video game where you're, you're one person's a rebel and the other person's part of the Empire and you could be on Hoth, you know, you could be in the Star Speeders or whatever that little land speeder snow speeder things i don't know what they call them um star wars geeks are probably just going nuts at me like it's called this i don't know i'm sorry they're probably more mad at you for calling them geeks oh well y'all are geeks (laughs) i'm I'm a disney geek so i mean i have uh, geeks are good i'm playing yeah you know it's it's yeah we're all we're both playing you know y'all are awesome 
so yeah, that that's just a perfect way. I mean, I, I think this, it could be pretty cool, man. But yeah, you know, you have any thoughts on this article? You you read a little bit about this, huh? I th- I'm I'm surprised more people haven't picked up on this. Yeah, I'm surprised either. It, that poster does seem to be a, a, a teaser for uh, something that's up and coming, and the and the fact that that ride is closed down and it utilized that kind of technology, especially where you you kind of fought things off with a saber. Yeah, and kind of seems just like a perfect. Uh, cheap uh, fix uh, yeah. f- for Disney Quest to get something new in there without having to redo a whole lot of stuff. So, I mean, it, it seems pretty logical. I'm surprised more people aren't reporting this as, as, a, as a rumor. Yes, it's very Star Trek logical. Yeah. Oh my God, I crossed streams. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I you know I credit you, Danny, for bringing this article to my attention because I, I I didn't even realize about this, but you found this, and you know, they, like they said, the poster seems to be pretty recent. So like, why would they do that when it's not even in there? Right. Um, but if they did do that, man, I'd have no complaints. So that'd just be awesome way to just revitalize that. And they need to bring back Cheesecake Bistro Express that used to live up on the fourth floor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was awesome. You know, you had a little snack thing or you can get a little bit of food. You take a break between your video games. But most importantly, they had a Cheesecake Bistro Express upstairs where you can buy any kind of cheesecake, whatever. And it was just amazing. You know, it, sugar up and then go back and play more video games kind of thing, you know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I guess uh, we'll see. You know, maybe, the, like I said, it's just rumors, just speculation. Do not take our word as it's going to happen. Um, you may see this in other Disney podcasts, but it's definitely something to take note of, especially since they use the, f- the mask of Darth Vader as part of their promotional tools. So anyway, uh, that's DisneyAtWork.com's blog, so you can check out that article, and we'll link to it in our show notes. All right. So this just in, guys, while we're sitting here recording this show tonight, Lee, you know, he's always out there working for you. You know, he's a travel agent. He's working for you to have the best Disney experience. And he's also working, you know, he's getting us information as he gets it in. But he got something, and I'm sure you guys have probably heard of this in the past day, but the new changes coming to the My Disney Experience app, the app where you book all your FastPass Pluses and stuff. So uh, I'm not going to yap anymore about it. Let's take it away, Lee. This is Lee again. So let's... You know what's cool about Lee's recordings that you never know where he's recording it from. <laughs> it could be in his car, he could be jogging, or wherever the heck he was in the last one. <laughs> that should be like a new like promotion for Lee. You guess where Lee is during his uh what's called d- during his um during his uh his, his little voicemail. Yeah, during his voicemail. Uh if you were able to successfully guess where in the world is Lee Lastavica, then you get like you get yeah. a gift card or you get like a lanyard or something. Yeah, or you a get t-shirt like something special. Um, you know, some kind of thing. Yeah, I was going to say maybe this. I, I guess Lee can't give percentages off. I guess that's no. up to just a dream away travel. But yeah. I'm sure Lee could do something. He could do something for you. And, and this is not in force. We're just throwing it out there. Lee, it sounds like a good idea. I don't know if you want to do that. But, uh, you know, the whole promotion would be guess where Lee is recording his voice from this week <laughs> on this particular <laughs> show. And if you guess it right, you know, he'll pick from a handful of those cur- guests correctly and he'll have the actual winner. So um, this is not happening now. So you don't have that contest is not in effect. We're just kind of blue sky cellaring here. Maybe it'd become reality. But Lee, let us know what you think, dude. But anyway, it, you know, enough of my flim flam. Here we go. Here's Lee. All right, guys. Got some uh, exciting stuff here from Disney Travel News. My Disney Experience mobile app ticket purchase functionality now available. Um Keep that really short and sweet for you guys. Basically, now you can use the app to make 
ticket purchases. Uh, this would come in handy for, uh, let's just say, for example, maybe you extend your vacation for a couple days. That's the easiest and most obvious use of it. But uh, maybe you're going for five days. You're not sure if you're going to need four days worth of tickets or five days worth of tickets. Um, and you purchase four, you can always add on another day uh, through your mobile app as opposed to having to go through the ticket window or through customer service, a cast member, etc., etc. Uh, so that's kind of cool. You can basically go ahead and purchase regular tickets, uh, park hoppers, uh, anything up to a 10-day ticket uh, on the app. Now, that's pretty cool, but here's the best part. Um, I'm going to read this directly from the website here. Uh, guests can enjoy maximum flexibility with the My Disney Experience mobile app. With the Walt Disney World Parks right at their fingertips, guests can access Disney Fast Pass Plus service. That's the part that I was getting to, guys. You can now access your... Fast passes through the mobile app. You do not have to go to the kiosk uh, any longer. Uh, this has been rumored for the past couple of days, but I really didn't want to say anything until it was official. But basically now you can use that mobile app to uh, switch up, change, delete, add, whatever you want to do with your fast passes, no longer having to go to the kiosk. So that's really what that app needed, and I think that's a good addition to it, and that's really going to help everyone out in the long run. So um, it says, guests can access Disney FastPass Plus service, use the interactive GPS-enabled maps to navigate the parks easily, and get attraction information all from one convenient place. So there you go, guys. They are continuing to improve the My Disney Experience, the Magic Bands, all that stuff, it's all getting better uh, for the guests. So pretty cool stuff coming down the line. It's already in place now. So uh, check that out. Um, would love to hear back from anyone that may be uh, in the parks that can test it out and see the functionality and give us a review on how it works. So that's it for now, guys. Thanks for your time, and have a great day. Thanks, Lee. Appreciate that, man, for just, bringing, just breaking news that just happened today, I think. Uh, if I remember correctly, I started seeing uh, a post about that. But anyway, yeah, uh, if I agree with Lee. If you have experience purchasing tickets through that My Disney Experience app, man, let us know. I want to know how easy it was. Uh, did they mail it to you? Were they digital tickets where you had the numbers? You can do your FastPass Pluses or whatever else. Um, but man, I don't know. D Dana, what do you think about all this? There's starting to be like multiple functionality with the My Disney Experience app happening. Uh, uh, look, I, hey, the more the merrier. <laughs> yeah. As, uh, um, you know, the, Disney's website's pretty wild, but sometimes it's hard to navigate. If the My Disney Experience app is a little bit easier to deal with business things like purchasing tickets and FastPass Plus, then, you know, that'd be a welcome change for me instead of having to try to navigate. Sometimes I get on that website and holy Moses, <laughs> it's like, okay, what, what the heck am I going to do here? Uh, or how do I get to this thing? But if everything's in a one handy one-stop landing spot, of the My Disney Experience app, then so be it, you know? If well, especially considering, like, if you're on vacation and then you... I think when you know that you're going to be able to go ahead and stay an extra day, that you're not necessarily by your computer. So just being able to go ahead and do it on the app. Yeah, do it on your phone, yeah. Yeah, yeah so hopefully the, you know, they'll match the Wi-Fi accessibility and everything else in the parks. So that's something when we go down there in February, we're going to definitely check out to see how much that has improved. Hopefully they did that to welcome this new change. And, and maybe, I don't know if they're going to get volumes, but you know, just to having that ready accessibility of purchasing your tickets rather than going to a ticket booth or whatever else, you know, that could be a pretty good thing, you know? Um, so yeah, if you have experience with this new feature on the, my Disney experience app, man, please get in touch with us, 
get in touch with your travel agent. Hopefully, it's Lee. Let us know. We'd like to know firsthand what you think about that. You know, we'll give maybe we'll even give you a little, uh, give everybody that writes in maybe a little incentive, a little prize, maybe like a little button or something or a sticker or whatever else. You know, we'll send you something. We'll get we'll give you we'll give you a, a, a little. We'll give you a weenie of sorts to write us into. We want to hear from you guys. You ain't so, getting my weenie. No, yeah. <laughs> ain't getting mine either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, all right, Lee, thank you very much for sending that, man. You just got some breaking news. We do appreciate it. All right, guys, that's enough of the reality check, man. Let's head on to the hub and talk about some other things. So, Danny. Yes. There's this article that's been going around and stuff from the Huffington Post. Uh, somebody that wrote an article called, For the First Time in Forever, dot, 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 I did not enjoy my vacation to Disney World. How you like that? <laughs> did you get a chance to read that? I have. Yeah, yeah. Any initial reactions on this? Before um, we jump into a couple of nitty, this is what we're going to actually talk about in the hub, y'all. Uh, just kind of, you know, just kind of, I don't know, I guess an editorial, <laughs> for lack <laughs> of a better word. But it's just kind of interesting because you don't get to see articles like this every day. But I'm sorry. I digress. I'll shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I read it. I had no problem with any of the points that she raised. Oh, yeah. None. Yeah. Uh, I felt that everything that she made was a valid point, that the, there are extensions of things that I've thought. Although I will say that, you know, I haven't really noticed the uh, interactive games. Like we haven't done the seven, seven dwarves, um, mine train ride yet. So we haven't had to do the diamond, yeah. uh, sorting or anything like that. So I didn't even think about when she, she pointed out that, you know, yet something else for your, your, you know, what you call it to, to germs spread germs. And stuff, yeah. That, I thought that was yeah. funny. Um, but, you know, I, I was reading the reactions to it, and uh, I kind of felt like a lot of the people on there were way too hard on her. I yeah. Mean, uh, yeah, I didn't have a pro- – I don't think she took a cheap shot. I don't think that she was um, – I don't think that she was being um, unfair in her criti- her criticism. And I mean, I think she went overboard and saying, hey, listen, I've gone a lot. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a problem whatsoever with what she wrote. Uh, when you've been there that many times – I'm sorry, guys. You you earn the right to critique it as well. Yeah, yeah. And she said stuff that you didn't care for. Well, it's her opinion. <laughs> you can't. You know. It, yeah, it's just oh, her particular experience. You know. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with you know. We we, we pride ourselves on our particular show to address all views mm-hmm. of everything. You know, we I like to explore every side of the coin. Uh, that's how I make a a really decent judgment and a lot of things that I do. So, you know, we're going to talk about this blog. And for some of you Disney hardliners, you might think, oh, this is just negativity. It's not. No, it's just some of the stuff that she mentions, you know, it happens, you know. And for her, it's a different, totally different experience uh, for her than maybe me or you. Um, Some people argue, you know, she goes there so much, so she's jaded and everything else. Well, I mean, you know, to each his own. Everybody goes through life. Uh, on their own boat and has their own particular experience, a set of experiences during the course of their lifespan. So um, she just decided to write that particular side of it, you know, take it for what it's worth. You know, if, if, if you're one of those that likes to be super positive about a thing, that's great too. 
Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, I always feel there's a yin and a yang. There's a balance. Mm -hmm. So with the good, there has to be the bad. And you have to understand it and accept it and make your decisions based off of both sides of the coin. You know, you can't just be completely knock yourself out. You know, reality. Yeah. He's like, oh, but I don't want to deal with reality. I want to live in fantasy. Yeah. But I mean, you know, reality is not so bad if you just accept what's going on. And then you just make your decisions based on um, both sides of the coin. It, it can happen. You know, I don't mean to get off on something like that. But anyway, um, we're going to kind of break down the article a little bit and just kind of talk about different things. I think what I'll do is just I'll read the, the – she has a split into several different reasons and she goes into her explanations and everything else. But I'm just kind of going to read the, the bold print here. And I will link to this article in our show notes and everything else as well as in our Facebook group and our, our, our soon-to-becoming uh, website. Um, so uh, let's start with one of her first things. You know, of course, she, she went down there. She took a trip. She's been there about several, several times, many times. And uh, the, the re most recent uh, trip that she went on, she didn't have as magical time as she usually does. Um, and the first reason that she gives out, she says uh, magic bands are in no way magical, you know. Uh, she thinks, she, I'll, I'll read a little bit from her article. I think a more appropriate name would be frustration bands or fickle bands or roll the dice bands because sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. You'll feel like uh, Katniss Everdeen each time. Is that from the Hunger Games? Yeah, it's okay. the Hunger Games. Uh, each time that you touch your wrist to the scanner, may the odds ever be in your favor. So, yeah, I, I don't watch the Hunger Games or read the books. I'm sorry. So I'm not kind of hip on that. But um, anyway, I mean, uh, you know, it's technology. <laughs> you know, well, it's. Look, I can't say that she's wrong. No, um, I can't say that she's wrong either. I mean, we've experienced uh, not you know things. I've experienced things where Magic Band hasn't really worked. Um, have you? Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. When you and I were there last time, yep. that was the first time dealing with Magic Bands. Up until then, we used the the room card keys. Right, right. Um, yeah. Which was a system I really had no problem with. I, right. You know, I didn't have a problem with that. I, you know, when I heard about the Magic Bands, it was. All right, cool. Technology stepping it up a bit. Let's yeah. see how it works out. But you realize that when those things go down, they go down, and that's not an easy fix. I remember when you and I uh, got caught up trying to fix it in the lobby of the of the contemporary. I mean, we were there. Yeah, we were there for a good bit. It was a time crunch. I mean, yeah. it was a time munch. Mm -hmm. I should say, not a crunch, but it definitely ate some time into our day that we could uh, be either getting some food or continuing to get our parks, you know, just trying to get our rooms uh, figured out. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's technology. I, I'm, you know, I do, let's see, guess new to, I'm, I'm thinking back to Test Track when they came out with that new ride system and that sucker was always down, but eventually yeah. it kind of went. And over time, it kind of ironed out all its bugs and its kinks. And it, for at least Test Track 1.0 or whatever else, it, it became kind of reliable. <laughs> in fact, you know, I can't say 100%, but, you know, at least it wasn't as down as when it first opened because I remember that. Mm -hmm. Always wanted to ride Test Track, but again, it was down. Again, it was down, you know. So, yeah, it was definitely frustrating. Um, so this is like the Test Track of the ticket media world or whatever else, you know. It's just... I mean, I'm I'm not trying to put a positive spin on it. I can't really refute anything that she says. Like you said, well, I've gone through it, but you know, it's just I guess it's just the nature of the beast now. You know, it's like they they have new technology and they want to roll it out as quick as possible to meet some kind of financial or marketable deadline or whatever else. But you know, not without paying attention to the bugs or whatever else that they have to iron out. You know, they don't have as much time to test out things or get things really perfect before they release it. 
I mean, I don't know. That's that's maybe what we have to have to learn to deal with nowadays, especially with all the different types of emerging technologies coming up. And you know, do you think that's acceptable? No, I don't. Okay. I, you know, I understand that it, it, it's going to have to be, yeah. but I do understand you're pre- you're paying premium dollar. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you're paying top dollar for this trip. W- why I'm I'm the crash test on me <laughs> while yeah. y'all figure out this system. I'm basically paying for, you know, of 30, 45 minutes where I'm being inconvenienced or, you know, in some cases, a lot of people like, and, and I, reading the comments, I saw a lot of people were taking issue with the fact that she admits that her magic bands worked most of the time. Yeah. But she acknowledges they didn't work. Uh, uh, they didn't work all the time. There were times where it went down and, um, you know, she makes references to other people, and, and a lot of the comments were like, "Well, if your magic bands work so much, why are you complaining about it?" And it's like, "Yeah, it, just having it not work once or twice would be enough to send me into the red." Yeah, I mean, it's like, wait, I don't want to sit around it, it, holding up a line while people wait for me. I don't want to stand outside my hotel room with a, ch- a screaming child while I'm trying to get into my room, right. <laughs> and it's not here. It, it's not reading that. I mean. Having to go down at the wrong time is going to be enough. Just just having to happen once is going to be enough to to send you over the edge once or twice. So I can understand that viewpoint. Like I said, the one time that it happened to us, it happened in the contemporary. It happened for about 30 to 40 minutes. And I yeah. just remember being, it, it started off, it was cool at first. And then the guy had to call somebody else down. Yeah. And then the mistake wasn't corrected. And we went back to the room. We had to switch out the bands again. And it got to a point where at first we were cool about it. But progressively, it was like, all right, come on, really? I mean, do you, have y'all never dealt with this issue before? I mean, we're not trying to do anything special with these things. We're not reprogramming them. These things should just work as is. So there is a part of me that understands that that um, feeling of... If I'm paying you top dollar, please have these things figured out by the time I, I don't want to have to be inconvenienced at all. Right. The whole point of a vacation is to get away, relax, and enjoy yourself. That's not relaxing. Yeah. That's like buying a new house and then, you know, you figure, oh, well, they haven't gotten the toilet stuff figured out or yeah. some of the lighting hasn't been figured out. Or in another example, you pay full money for a car and it's like, oh, we're still working on the radio. You know, it's 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 going to go down every now and then. So yeah. just come back, we'll get it fixed. Or, you know, the tires are completely inflated. We'll do that later kind of stuff, you know. So if you pay and you know, spend all that money, especially in the ma- a magical place like that, yeah, you should definitely... Mm-hmm. Um, expect things to at least ha- have ironed out. I mean, um, I I wouldn't have known the better if they had taken more time to iron some things out. Now, granted, I yeah. don't know, maybe this technology, there's no way to really subtest it. Mm-hmm. But maybe they could have come up with a better way to do it instead of us you know, having to roll it out full-fledged. And there are all kind of theories about why it, they rolled out such a program that wasn't fully functional to begin with. Um, and you probably heard numerous podcasters and blogs and everything else dealing with that topic. But yeah, I mean, maybe the, you know, if they had waited a little longer and really fully tested out to make sure that it was going to work uh, before putting it in the hands of the guests and, you know, somewhat, I guess, after they pay premium, inconvenience them with certain things. Yeah. Look, if it goes down maybe once, you know, during the vacation, you know, that's one thing. But if it's often more than maybe 50% or even close to 50%, then, I mean, there's you have a right even, to gripe a little bit. Even 25% is too much. Yeah. It's too much. It's yeah. too, it, once is enough. I mean, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that, 
just I remember the first time having it on, it I, I just it was uncomfortable. I'm not the kind of person to wear a watch. Right. So I was always aware that it was on me. And it would it would bug me because it's like, you know, I had something on me and it, it just didn't feel right, you know? Yeah. Like it's like when you wear a watch, you go you grow accustomed to it. Like wearing glasses, you grow accustomed to it. You forget you have them on. Like it takes you a little while. It took me like a couple of days right. before I adjusted to the idea, okay, I have this thing on my you wrist. You have to wear this thing, yeah. Yes. So um yeah, again, I, I can understand her point about the magic bands. I mean, it wasn't a change that we were all clamoring for. Right, right. It's something that Disney did to better track our movements and habits. I mean, does it make some things a little bit more convenient for us? Yes. Does it also make things a little bit more stressful? Yes. I know for me, um, we did the story uh, last week about um, Lee having to get online to go ahead and book those um fast passes to me 90 days out now 90 days out he's getting online to book fast passes for my daughter to to see Anna and Elsa 90 days out within an hour of him doing that now the system didn't work he booked it and somehow it ended up just being for me and for no one else huh yes so I had fast passes no one else did I noticed it an hour later I texted him about it he was like that's not right it said it before I'm like it doesn't say it now I tried to book it on my end he tried to book it the fast passes were already all gone right he had to call Disney the next day explain them what happened they were able to all get us in to go see Anna and Elsa for a fast pass um at like 8:50 but somewhere between 7:50 and 8:50 that night yeah uh, 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 of the, I think it was a Friday. Yeah, that 750 to 850 on a Friday, we were, we're finally able to go ahead and get that all sewn up. But that, I mean, that, that took like three or four phone calls. It took 30 to 40 minutes of my time to do that. And all this, because now I'm booking fast passes online. Right. It's one thing to do reservations and you had to keep track of that date yeah. and that time limit in your head before doing it. Now, like if, I don't like the idea of having to plot that thing. I mean, you almost do need a travel agent now, so that way they can keep track of these days for you. Right. And and hip you up. Hey, 90 days out, you you want to book anything. You need to book this. You need to book that. Because it really does. Within an hour, those fast passes were all gone. Yeah. Who's up at midnight to book those fast passes? If not a travel, I would have never thought to do that. So. Yeah. It just kind of goes to show you that, yeah, this technology thing, yeah, it makes some things better. It makes a, it makes some stuff a lot worse, too. Well, you kind of touched upon one of our other points. I'll go ahead and jump to this one, and we'll come back to the one that was before it. Uh, but one of her titles uh, uh, to her points is spontaneity no longer exists at Disney, in her opinion. You know, and I'm – I. I, I don't know. I can't really refute that. I, I mean, was going to say, I don't know that that's an opinion. <laughs> yeah. That's that's pretty much fact. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm kind of dealing with a, you know, struggling for my particular trip. It's like, I may not know if half my party will be able to travel. Now, granted, they could probably figure out, you know, if, if they can get vacation time off or whatever else so they can travel with us. But right now, it's like I'm almost, I'm seeing around the corner is my 60 day window to book fast passes. I don't have my ticket yet and I'm not ready to do it because I'm, I'm kind of hung in limbo because of whether or not my party is going to come with me. So, you know, I need to have all the tickets on the my Disney Experience app in order for me to book these fast passes. It's not going to happen by my 60 day window, mm -hmm. which means I'm probably not going to get the fast passes I'm, I'm hoping to get for my particular trip of, of during Mardi Gras. So, and, and so I'm kind of staring down that barrel of non spontaneity. I mean, yeah, you could say, yeah, when you get down there, you can book fast passes for, for stuff. Yeah. You can be spontaneous and do that. But 
if for some of the big major headlining things, you may not get an ideal fast pass time. And for me with little ones, it's kind of important um, to, if I have to book at a 60 day window at the 60th day, I try to get fast pass times and things that are conducive to my little one's schedule, you know? I mean, yeah, I could go there and kind of wing it and maybe hope to God I get something, but you know, my experience when I've done there and dealing with the FastPass Plus system, it's not always the case, man. You may get something um, in the morning and then something maybe a couple hours later, but then your third one may be like way in the evening. Now, yeah, you can constantly keep check during the day and see if something else opens up. You know, it's kind of like your ADR reservations and stuff. See if something opens up early in the day. But I mean, you know, that's a lot of time spending looking at your phone instead of enjoying the sites and the stuff that the Imagineers created. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. It's, I'm starting to see that that uh, spontaneity issue is slowly becoming a reality, especially since I went to Disneyland this this past summer. And they don't have any of this yet. They're still yeah. on the old FastPass system. And even with the old FastPass, yeah, there's FastPass, but you, you still be spontaneous. You don't get to FastPass to get there, you know, and you put your ticket through the, the, little, the old machines and stuff and get your FastPass return time there. At least you could say, hey, I'm going to get a FastPass for this ride or this ride or this ride or whatever else. Um, does it make it easier? Yeah, I I don't know. I, I, what what do you? I've been yapping. What, what what do you think about the whole spontaneity thing? Well, you know, I, I agree one hundred percent. I think spontaneity is gone. It's something that I I strongly you know dislike. But again, it's one of those things where you know you you love Disney so much, you kind of roll with the punches. On yeah. my end, I kind of find that I'm like we're the old hands at this. So yeah. when we go, we kind of know what's going on. We know what we need to do. Yeah. Um, but. You know, like right now in this current trip that we're doing, we're doing this. Um, we're doing this with uh, you know, uh, my parents, yeah, my my wife's grand grandmother, and I find them getting mad at us because we're calling them and asking them questions about doing things, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Really? Are you serious? Do you want me to tell you sixty days from now?" <laughs> If I'm going to be in the mood for, you asked me if, if 7.30 or, or 4.20 is good for dinner, 70 days, I mean, 60 days out from now, you're asking me which park we're going to on Tuesday. Re- you really asking me this? Yeah. And they think that you're being overbearing, but you're not. You're just trying to make sure that you get to do what you like. You're going in a time where it's really, really crowded and you need to do all these things. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm finding the spontaneity stuff can be found outside of the f- anything that's fast pass related. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, I want to get a Mickey bar. All right. So there you go. I'm going to get a Mickey bar like right now, or maybe like two hours later, I'll get a Mickey bar mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, or I get out of this attraction. I want to get some popcorn, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or if I want to go to this gift shop, you know, it's, it's the things outside of the fast pass realm that have become spontaneous. I guess are still spontaneous. Yeah. Attraction wise, not so. I mean, well, well, carousel. Okay, I'll ride the carousel. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need a fast pass for that. You just hop in line. You're good to go. Um, but a lot of different other things, man. You know, you kind of got to plan your days out, and you may not get to see it. You know. Well, and the more planning you do, the more you're setting yourself up for disappointment, because that's what a plan is. When you plan something out, the if it doesn't go according to plan. You're going to be disappointed. So now, like, instead of being like, we'll go into the parks and then you wander and like, oh, let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. Now you're like, okay, well, now I need to go to A to B to C to D to E to F. And so now you've just created many different layers of of many different um, moving parts, I should say, to where 
any one of these things can break down and cause you to be frustrated. Well, we need to get to here by there. And if we don't do that, then we're going to miss out on this. So yeah. the more you kind of do with that, the more you, you're going to stress yourself out and, and make yourself unhappy. And, you know, I just think that's just it's, yeah. it's too much. It really has gotten to be too much. So I look at that as, as a very valid concern and, yeah. and kind of going into that, um, you know, and this will lead into another one of the points that she made, which I'm, I'm big on. Um, which is her issue with the crowding that they do where they yeah, tell yeah. you to fill in yeah. all available seats and stuff like that. Look, you and I have talked about this before. As much as I love Disney, I can't go. I hate crowds. Right. You know, I can deal with, with a crowd, like being like, you know, a lot of people in, in one place, but I can't deal with being packed in. Right. You know, it just, it would, it would totally ruin. Like I remember the very first time you and I went to Disney, uh, Disney world together, the very first day we went out there, that park was, I remember we walked in, we took maybe a few steps, looked around a little bit and walked right out. Cause there was just nothing that could be done. Right. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not really a big fan of this kind of thing. So when I go, I make it a point to go during off season because it's, don't get me wrong about off season. Off season is still, busy it's yeah. still crowded i mean as you can see months out and things are already gone we can't book this we can't book that we can't yeah. have this we can't have that fast passes are disappearing it's still busy that's the level that i can do going beyond that i i i, I couldn't handle it especially not with many children <laughs> yeah well, and i can you know i can see her point and, and her this point she entitles i don't enjoy closing up to crowds look i've always traveled during a, tra a busy time so i'm kind of used to the crowds mm -hmm. um it was that since i've traveled during off-season things i'm not a big fan of the crowds as much you know but um i think uh so, uh, you know, when days when like the Magic Kingdom was like super, super, super busy and crowded and stuff that point to where you could lose your kid in a crowd kind of thing, uh, especially now that I have little ones, uh, I'm not apt to go to a park when it's like that, you know, especially Magic Kingdom nowadays, super crowded, everything else, you know, it's just kind of nuts. People zigzagging everywhere, you know, your little ones might get run over or whatever else. There's strollers, this, the way, that, the other. It's just, you know, I don't, I don't enjoy that experience in the parks. You know, I love Epcot. It's so wide open. Even if it's crowded, you wouldn't even know it <laughs> kind of a thing. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm used to dealing with crowds and I have no issue with it. Uh, I can f navigate it through. If it happens to be a night where it's super, super, super crowded, then that's, that's kind of where my limit. I think my threshold for dealing with that kind of stuff is a little bit higher just because I was, I always traveled during those times. I, I never really avoided it. Now, the thing that she's talking about here is when they, you know, have to scoot in and squeeze in, you know, make room, make, fill in all available space. You can make room for other guests to enjoy the attraction. Kind of. mm -hmm. Everybody's that goes to Disney World has heard that spiel and everything else. You know, I don't know what extent they were pushing her, whatever. I don't know how close they made it, but I've. I always hear that and, you know, I go in as much as I can that I'm comfortably willing to go into, mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, this is a, this is a kind of a point where, you know, I can see where she, she gets aggravated, but at the same time, it's like, I kind of disagree a little bit. Um, they say, always say to push in, you know, I never push in more than what I'm comfortable with. You know, I'm not going to leave like feet of, of <laughs> space between me and the next person. I mean, no, that's just, that's just not right. Right. And I, I think that's part of the reason why they tell you to do it because yeah. if they didn't, people would leave, they, they would just say, Nope, I want center and I'm stopping yeah. here. So I do understand why they need to say that. But at the same time, I, I also do understand that 
you know, it, it, I've been in the haunted mansion where they're like, kindly squeeze in, make room for everybody. There's no turn. And they drag yourselves into the corner and, and you get your neck to neck. You're, yeah. you're touching strangers. Yeah. There's no question about it. So why well, are you dealing with some idiots that actually like smush up against people too? Which yeah. It's kind of stupid, you know? I, I create physical space, <laughs> you know, there's no, I mean, I'm, you know, they can squeeze in and here's the other thing too, you know, Americans view of personal space is a little bit different than the rest of the world. Oh yeah. And in Walt Disney world, you're dealing with many different cultures that, you know, a lot of places they have no issues with that. They no. have no personal space issues and you've been, you know, you've been to France and it's no big deal to them. Not at so all. So depending on who's in the crowd with you or who's in the stretcher room or who's sitting in the bleachers with you or in the, whatever the ride vehicle and you got to push in uh you may come into those people where they hey for, to that end that's normal for americans it's you know it's un quite uncomfortable so in that respect you kind of have you kind of have to understand that hey you're dealing with multiple cultures here mm -hmm. which is probably something she wasn't thinking about maybe she was and she just didn't write about it but i mean you're dealing with that and you have to deal with that there's no way around it you know um, they're just on vacation as much as, as we are mm -hmm. now at the same time, you know, when I'm in a room with a bunch of Americans, I'm not going to, I'm going to squeeze in, you know, reasonably, but I'm not going to get uncomfortably close to whoever I'm with, you know? And if I do, I, you know, I usually wear a backpack. I just kind of gently swing around and, you know, create my own little space and that's it. They usually back off, you know, um, you know, cause Can't I have swing in the backpack. I know I have no, I have no problem throwing my weight around, you know, so it's like you said, I'm paying a premium. I'm going to yeah. take my space that I'm going to take. Well, and you, you don't want to be treated like cattle either. You yeah. don't want to be, you don't want to feel like you're being herded right? uh, and, and stacked one on top of the yeah. other kind of thing. And then, like you say, it sounds like she went on a super crowded time. Yeah, it sounds like she did too, you know? Um, you know, in, in the herding thing is, I, I don't want to say I like the herding thing, but it, it, but I prefer that over people being sheep, <laughs> you know? And this is what I mean. I went through the alien counter line. Well, I guess now it was Stitch. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the, you, there's a one part where they put you go through the turnstile and you go into a holding pen kind of a thing. Um, once you're in that holding pen, you're in the attraction. You're with that group of people that you're going to experience that attraction with. So what naturally happens when the cast member lets the next group through the turnstiles, they automatically fall in line right in front of the door. Mm hmm you know, and you hear the cast member say, fill in all available space. Nobody moves. So what do I do? I'm going to fill in all available space. I jump out of line and fill up the rest of the space. And there's tons of it. You know, it's like the studio that we're in. Everybody's in line in front of the door, but all the space right here is wide open. Mm -hmm. The cast member is trying to get more people in because they have a count. The theater holds a certain amount. Um, so I, I get out of line and somebody fusses at me for, hey, you're out cutting. And it's like, and I'm like, lady, we're all getting into this room. We're filling in all available space. We're all getting into the attraction at the same time, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so in that respect, yeah, hurt us because some people are idiots and are sheep and will stay in line and follow the person in front of you, you know? It's 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 like when I go to the toll, bo toll booths and I drive through it and everybody's in line for one toll booth and they have three other ones that are open. Mm -hmm. I was like, y'all can't change lanes and go, <laughs> you know? It, it doesn't make sense to me. So, you know, some people need to be herded because they don't quite get it because they want to be sheep. Uh, you know, it's, so it's like, it's like herding sheep. So in that respect, yeah, go for it. But, well, you know, again, I'm not going to make myself uncomfortable in that space. I, I get <laughs> that. Know? But I would say that a lot of times when you see that kind of thing, it's like you know it because you've done it before. Like yeah. I know for me, like – yeah, if you get to the that um to the part where you're in the theater and they're like, okay, yeah. go ahead and, and 
the very first time you're like you're doing what they said because you're not sure and you don't want to like you don't want to be cutting off people but when you realize okay wait those lines over there i can go there yeah yeah then fine then you go ahead and you go do that kind of thing but yeah it a lot of people i mean you just it's their first time there so they're they're just thinking okay i stay here and i don't think it's cheap so much as oh, um, i think it's cheap dude well i do in plain, think- in plain english you get the words fill in all available space mm-hmm. how much more clear can you be well it does me- not say stand in line right behind the person in front of you to me fill in you know? all available space so that I, I accompany that with you're walking into the theater and there's rows you move all the way down till you can't move down anymore. That's how I view it. I don't necessarily view that as, hey, you can enter in through in some of the other doors. Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily But if view you're that in one of those right, cracks that have a holding pen where there's no lines or no rows or anything else. Right. And you get the term fill in available space. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, how much more clear can a cast member be? Well, they can be pretty clear. But at yeah. the same time, like, I think probably what's going on in their heads again is that they're not aware that. They're, they're standing out in front of what they think is a door. They're not aware that there's like six different entrances. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's part of it as well. Yeah. Could yeah. be wrong. Could be, you know, it, it could be, well, uh, you, you see that at Mardi Gras all the time where people stake out a space and they're like, that's my space. You right. can't come into this space. Right. And it's like, sorry, dude, the band's coming. They're moving us back and forth. Things are getting shifted around. Things are going to move, and you just kind of you, you kind of roll with it. Right. But um, yeah, I think those are those kind of people where it's like they don't really understand yeah. uh, the way it works. So I do think yeah, there's, a, there's an argument to be made that some of them are sheep, but I also just just think some of them are new to this and they're just trying not to screw up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't understand it either. <laughs> I mean, it's a vacation. <laughs> You know, uh, but anyway, but if it's a vacation, I mean, she's sitting there fussing at you. Clearly, <laughs> she's taking this a little bit. Ser- and that's what I'm saying. Crowds are going to exacerbate everything. Crowds. Yeah, they're, they're going to exacerbate everything. Test people's tempers and patience, everything else, especially crowds of different cultures and everything else. Yeah. But I mean, to I mean, she she goes on to has a thing, says I'll read her quote. She says, we ask that we that you kindly slide all the way to the middle of the aisle to make room for others and please don't stop until you are sitting uncomfortably close to the stranger next uh, beside you. You know, I mean, I've, I've, that's, I've never done that. <laughs> you know, I've never gotten that close. Maybe somebody has close to me, but again, I just, you know, I assert my space, you know? Well, but maybe, maybe she sat down, which to what her felt like comfortably close. And the cast member said, ma'am, can you, can you please slide down, slide down a little bit more, make room. And they kind of, you know, they they, they, they they abide like sheep, like a <laughs> like a dog herding sheep. Well, I mean, what is she supposed to do, though? I I look at the cast member and say, "Hey, th- this is where I'm going to be." <laughs> that's it. And what what's the cast member going to do? He's going to ruin my magic and say, "No, sir, you can't do it." But no, I, I dare I dare a cast member do that. But they're not going to re- do that. I didn't realize how aggressive you were in Disney World. Oh, I when I when it comes to dealing with crowds and people that you know are not. You know they're caught up and you know it's the money and i spent so much and i, I got and they're not they're forgetting just basic life <laughs> you know the, the like like you know tools of life then you know i you know i'll, I'll i use that as to my advantage it's like you know okay you're gonna do that so i'm just gonna do what i know <laughs> you know or do what the cast member says you know in or if you know i've never had a cast member do say anything to me that's completely unreasonable you know, mm-hmm. you know, step back behind the yellow line. It's like, 
oh, oh I'm, I'm in front of the other. Sorry. So yeah. I step back, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's no big deal. You know, I, I, you know, filling an available space. All right. Well, this looks like space to me. I'm going, you know, kind of a deal. You know, do you want me to scoot in? It's like, well, this looks, you know, I'll look around. It's like, this is pretty much how I can go. And that's yeah. it. But yeah, also keep in mind, some people have claustrophobia. Some yeah. people like yeah. this person in particular sounds like a bit of a germaphobe. Yeah. Um, Which we'll jump to in a second. Yeah. I have issue with that too. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. sounds like she's, she's constantly aware of that, but you know what can say I'm, I'm the exact same way. Yeah. But only prior to the vacation when I'm there. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like, I'm it always nervous. I'm going to get sick yeah. going. Like, I don't want to get sick if I'm there and I'm healthy. Like when I get there, you know, I just lose it all when I get there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm not going to sit around worried about what might or might not happen to me while yeah. I'm there. You know, well, well, let's, I guess we'll go ahead and jump to that. Uh, let's see. Jay has a thing that says rides have been refer refurbished with fresh germs. So, <laughs> That's a whole article uh, or ex explanation about the interactive uh, cues and stuff where there's more touching, you know, you, the, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the most recent example would be the Haunted Mansion cue where you're going through and you're touching the piano and you're touching the little bookcases or you're touching the little instruments, you know. So, of course, yeah, um, millions of people touching it, millions of people with germs and stuff, is it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, I, there again, it's, it's, it's you know, I... I have the about the same amount of fear as I do when I'm going through like school and stuff, you know, <laughs> you know, and it's not necessarily people touching, but a lot of people breathing in the same area, yeah. you know, to get airborne and transferred. So I had that same kind of fear, but I mean, I just kind of roll with it and just go with it. Um, I, I'm smart and make sure that I do wash my hands, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to, after touching all that kind of stuff, you know, I, um, I'm going to go touch my eye or stick it in my nose or mm -hmm. eat it. You know, first of all, that's gross. But I mean, it, it's almost I can't say common sense because some people just don't know that, you yeah. know, but, it, you know, it, you just got to be smart about it. I'll have it like in the back of my head now that she points it out, especially with my little girl who will put her hands in my, you see, I, I don't get the impression she's concerned about herself. I have a feeling she's concerned about her children who don't know any better, who will, because right. my child will do that. I, I right. catch my child eating some like you'll make her nice you'll give her pizza and she doesn't want to eat it but then you'll go like the other day i went to um whole foods and there was a the little freezer yeah not the freezer container but like you know like sometimes in the middle of the aisle they have like a little freezer section that's not in a freezer yeah. but it's out with some stuff in it and she's just taking her finger and then the water that's dripping down from the frozen part that that's liquid, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah she's just taking it and licking her hands oh. and i saw it and i lost it on her it's like you know what because i've seen her do that where little kids will just pick up something she's right. for right and just put it in their mouth and not think twice of it meanwhile you try and give them something that tastes good and they look at you like you're trying to poison them right right i don't understand it so i get the impression she's talking about kids and, and because of that traveling now i probably will take a little purell or something with me oh yeah to we use on her yeah absolutely but i do think you know prior Taking the kid out of the equation, you know, you're grabbing the rails when you're on Splash Mountain or Expedition Everest. Or yeah. You're not worried. You haven't been worried about grabbing the rails on that or grabbing stair where stair rails in schools. So you yes. know, even your everyday life. Exactly. I don't. I don't perceive this as being any more of a germ farm than uh, uh, the millions of other things that you could have touched. Yeah. While you're you're over there. Um, I mean, if you come from like New York City or L.A., there's this, about the same amount of people that travel through those subway systems or buildings or whatever else. Right. It's going to be just as much turmoil. And, you, you know, you come out just fine, you know. 
So yeah, for a germaphobe, yeah, I can see that could be completely you know, freak you out. But mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you just, I mean, you just got to be smart about it. You know, you just got to, you, you know, just teach somebody. Just, just don't do the things. Now, is it going to happen? Yeah. Um, is it? Is it? Is I mean, you know, are they going to get sick? Kids, yeah, kids get sick. Humans get sick. Um, are they going to get sick immediately <laughs> after they do it? Um, maybe, maybe not. You know, I've never seen it where they, they touch and all of a sudden, boom, they're done, you know, kind of a thing. But it's like, it's, it's, it's just part of life. You know, it, the, the body has to know what germs are in order to combat it. If it never knows what germs are, mm-hmm. it'll never know what it has to fight. Right. You know, and it's, it's the body has to learn like that. Now, having said that, though, and, and I agree 100% with what you're saying. Having said that, though, playing devil's advocate, again, you're playing, you're paying a premium to go in Disney, the last thing you want to do is after two days of being there, Get one sick, of y'all yeah. come down with some kind of stomach virus yeah. because of, you know, y'all touch somebody else's. So would I be necessarily opposed to us having a cast member standing there with a bo- with a little spray bottle where every so often they would right. come in and, and, and wipe it down? Absolutely not. No, they, yeah, and I totally agree with you. I was just about to suggest that, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing a cast member or a part of the custodial cast member crew, at least, you know, uh, you know, maybe f- at least four times an hour mm-hmm. come through and at least kind of wipe down, you know, and it doesn't take much, you know, to wipe down, especially with the, the stuff that they have. Uh, but then you get people like, oh, chemicals, the chemicals, the chemical. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> come on, you know, well, yeah, you can't yeah. win for losing you right. know, kind of a thing. At that point. Yeah, you're, you're pretty much right. Right. But I mean, you're, you're just doing your best, you know, yeah, clean it off. Yeah, I, I would hope that's what's happening. Now, granted, I haven't seen it <laughs> in mm-hmm. action to where a cast member comes through and cleans. I know there are little Purell things after you go through those kind of things, so you can clean your own hands, kind of deal. And I oh, are usually, there? Yeah, you, you know, you've never noticed off to the side. There's like a little Purell thing. No, a I have stand. I, I remember seeing one in Haunted Mansion, and I remember seeing it somewhere else, and I can't remember exactly where. But I mean, they're not a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But they're there, you know, and they're definitely in the bathrooms and stuff. But I mean, you know, uh, you know, there's germs everywhere, man. There's germs that live within you and are just as happy. Yeah. You know, and you're happy with them inside because <laughs> I guess they help or something. All right, man. And the last point she has on this particular article is uh, stress is a six letter word, just like Mickey. I can't argue with her on this one. You know, there's been times, well, like dealing, especially with this upcoming trip, I'm kind of a little stressed, not severely stressed, mm-hmm. but I'm stressed having to deal with the logistics and dealing with fast passes and yeah. making sure, you know, granted with my little ones, I may not get to everything as I'd like, which is fine, but I, I still would like them to have a good time and they're going to have a good time anyway because mm-hmm. they're in Disney world, but still, you know, certain things that my, you know, I want to kind of get my oldest one on more rise because now she's of the height and she's old enough to be able to do it. I'd like for her to experience more because I know she'd absolutely love it. You know, like she loves soaring, but if I don't get my st- Tickets in in time for the 60, I might not get a soaring fast pass, you know? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, it depends. Uh, I don't know. What do, you th- what, what do you think about her point here? Uh, you know, of all of her points, this is the one where um, I kind of felt like she was being a little extraneous. Um, but, again, I, I can't say that I don't entirely understand it because, again, right. the the fast passes um, along with the the – Having to have the fast passes booked before getting there, and now having to have uh, yeah, now having to have that booked, and and now having the dining reservations as well. I mean, you know, hey, some nights. I mean, some days like uh, okay, well, shoot, seven o'clock on that Thursday was the only time we can get Ohana, but you know, we're in Epcot because 
you know, that was the only time we can get uh, fast passes to Soren. So now we got to go to Soren and everything like that. But we, yeah. you know, what you call it, we have three fast passes. We have to get those done because then we got to go ahead and get the monorail and we got to get back over there, do the trick and transportation. In time, yeah. And then go over there and do that. And now we're done eating and we can't go back to Epcot. So it, yeah, it, I can see that yeah. as being a, a thing. Or it, maybe you do have to go back to Epcot because now you got to watch Illuminations. Right, I don't know. Yeah. I could see that being a thing, but I, I think... Um, you know, we kind of made the comment before. Yeah, it's gotten worse with the with the additional things that you have to plan before going. Right. Um, but uh, who knows? Maybe maybe Disney's thinking is is that hey, stress yourself out before you get there, so that way you're not as stressed out when you get there. Damning. Yeah, I've I've heard that argument before. Yeah. Yeah, but again, the problem was like you know when we booked all of our dinner reservations, you know we didn't look at you know because you can look at crowd calendars and and pretty much determine which yeah. parks are crowded on which days. But I mean, when you're looking for dinner reservations. Uh, if you want to go eat at Ohana or California Grill or um, one of those types of restaurants, Bell's, uh, uh, Bell's, uh, oh, the, um, um, why am I blanking on the name? The, the, the uh, Be Our Guest? Yes. I keep wanting to say Bell's Roll Table. Uh, Be <laughs> Our Guest. You know, if you got that reservation on that particular day, then you've got to figure out a way to make that work. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if, if you're able to do that, but then Friday was the only day you can get the fast passes to the Anna and Elsa thing. I mean, you kind of work your way through things to where it's like, okay, I, I've got to be in the Magic Kingdom for this time, but i got to be in the Magic Kingdom for this time for that. So, you know, it, it is. It, it becomes more of a stressful type of situation. Yeah. So I, I don't think, um, you know, I, I don't think it's it's too far. Like when she, she doesn't use that example, she used firework shows and, yeah. and, and, and stuff like that. She does use fast passes. I'm sorry. She uses firework shows and various parades, and, and those have been going on forever. Right, right. That, that hasn't changed since I've been going. Um, so, yeah, the addition of the fast pass, that makes it a little bit um, more stressful. So, well, for me, you know, the addition of, you know, you can reserve spots or get fast passes for viewing spots. Yes. It's kind of stressful for me because I can't just stop wherever I'm at mm. and view the parade. You know, I can understand, yeah, they get to keep tra fl traffic flowing for those that don't want to show a short parade. But, you know, like if I'm walking down Main Street, it's like, oh, there's a parade. I just can't stop. I got to make sure I'm within the boundary. And if <laughs> not, I have to keep walking until I get to a place where I can stop. Yeah. So that can be kind of stressful and frustrating and stuff. Um, you know, I, I, I was going to make this point earlier when we were talking about magic bands, but like to the movers and shakers out there, the nine of fivers, the guys that, that are really good with structure and, and, and enjoy that kind of thing and planning out and super plan, like Uber planning to the exact second minute, very, very Uber detailed. And this is funny for me coming from musician because musicians are, and artists are usually Uber detailed kind of people. Uh, but in a different way, um, you know, I'm sure this whole kind of pre-planning thing, is is a welcome change for them. I mean, they they welcome it, they love it, they love going through all that kind of thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not knocking that. You know, that's good. Uh, I mean, that that's your life. That's how you you run it. And I mean, that that's great. Me, I'm not a nine to fiver. Yeah. I don't have a regular job. Man, my schedule fluctuates. I'm happy with that. I'm, I'm loose. Uh, you know, I just kind of flow with everything that happens to go on. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm, uh, I can handle the whole structuring thing, you know, the stress of booking and stuff and everything else be only because, you know, I'm in, I'm in the education system and we kind of have to do that. We have to be accountable. We have to be detailed with everything that we do, how we run the classes, all that kind of stuff. So I get that. Some people aren't like, aren't, aren't that as detailed and they just kind of like to be with the one with the wind and just go wherever the wind takes you and all that kind of a stuff. And so. Maybe that's kind of stressful for them to have to do some kind of 
pre-planning. But I mean, I mean, I don't know. At uh, what's my point here? It's it's like is it completely? Can it be stressful to those people? Yeah. Is does it have to be completely stressful if you have to prepare? A little bit, maybe do a little research into your trip. Uh, maybe, maybe not. You know, maybe it's mild stress. Maybe it's not like super stress or anything else. You know, I mean, um, Walt Disney World is a vacation destination now. It's gotten to the point I've heard several podcasters say this, where you kind of have to do a little research and to know what you're doing. You know, and not 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 anything different from like, hey, I'm gonna travel and visit the Hawaiian Islands, or I'm gonna go to Jamaica or whatever else. You kind of got to know what you're getting into. Like, you know, if I go to a different country, like say I go to London, you know, I I kind of gotta learn where I should go and where not to go. You know, where I don't stumble into bad neighborhoods, mm-hmm. kind of a deal. Or what's a good thing to do where I won't get ripped off? Or where's a good place to eat? Or what should I do? This kind of that or the other. So, I mean, with any vacation, hopefully, I mean, granted, if it's just a beach trip, I mean, yeah, it's, maybe it's not as uh, high demand of a preparation thing. But, like, you know, if you're doing something substantial, like, say, traveling to Paris or London or Tokyo or any of the Disney worlds, it's going to take some preparation, man. You got you got to know what's going on, what's what you're getting into, especially since you're paying a premium. I mean, I'm not saying you have to do tons of preparation. That's why maybe for those people that aren't good with – you know, a structure of any sort. Not that, again, I'm not saying that any of that's bad, but some people just aren't good with it. Maybe that's when you want to use a Disney travel agent, you know, or some travel agent that knows how Disney world works and all that kind of business, especially since you don't have to pay them. Disney does, you know, (laughs) I mean, all you have to do is just say, Hey, I, you know, it's my first time, you know, go to Lee or anybody that travel agencies and say, Hey, look, it's my first time. I want to have a good trip. I don't know exactly how to navigate this. And chances are, you know, like Lee's like, here, I'll, let me handle this for you. Let me, let me tell you what you got to do, you know? And so they'll say, hey, you got to make your payment on this date. So you make your payment and say, um, uh, you may like, if you're one of those spontaneous guys, like, Hey, I heard about this BR guest thing, man. Is that possible? And then the travel agent's going to take care of that for you. You know, there's ways to avoid stress. I mean, unless you're listening to, I mean, the guys that listen to our podcast and other podcasts, they're going to know, you know, exactly what has to be done or they're going to know the information. But the people that I guess like I could say the civilians, there's Disney folks that know what's going on. And there's civilians that just kind of, you know, hey, I want to go to Disney World to vacation, but I'm not as far as in the know as like, uh, say, a Disney fan. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, in that case, you know, you're going to need to do, you know, they got guidebooks. You, I mean, there's a reason why you have like, um, oh my God, Australia, you got a huge guidebook. Oh my God, Walt Disney World, you have an equally huge guidebook. You mm-hmm. know, there's just a lot going on. And if you can, you know, use, employ the help of one of those travel agents, you know, uh, or one of your friends that's really good at it. <laughs> you know, that's, 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 that can definitely help you. Like my friend, Sissy, she hadn't been in years and you've heard me mention this on past shows, but, but she, she constantly asked questions of everybody. It's like, how do I do this? What's this all about? She asked us a lot of questions. We even did a whole show on it a while back on helping her plan, plan out her fast passes and stuff. She went during Thanksgiving, which is a pretty crowded time. You know, it even rained, stormed on her a good bit, but she had a wonderful time because she put the time into it. I mean, granted she's a nurse, so she's good with preparation and all that. Some people aren't like that. So in that case, use somebody that's going to take that stress away from you. You know, there's there's ways to attack Disney. I mean, that, granted, you know, as magical place as it is and as fantastical as a place that it is, it still exists in the real world. So there'll be some kind of real world stress every now and then, whether it's mild or depending on how you take it, severe, 
that's going to creep up maybe, maybe, maybe not. But I mean, you, that's where you got to kind of say, hey, yeah, it's a fantasy land, but it's still in reality, <laughs> you know? So it, it's all in how you perceive that stress that's going to that's gonna affect whether or not you have a great vacation or just like a so-so vacation. I mean, I don't know. Does that make sense? Anything? That yeah, I'm no, it saying? makes sense. It does. Yeah. So, um, you know, and that, yeah, there's a ways to avoid stress if you could do it. And if, you know, if, you know, listen to our show <laughs> and we can kind of help you out. There's a bunch of other shows too that are great at just doing it, you know, and, and, and I applaud the rest of the Disney fan community of which we are a part of. Um, so, but yeah, ask questions. I, you know, I tell that to my students a lot and that's, it's the hardest thing for uh, a concept for me to pass on to them. Cause you know, it's like they, they all want to acquire information for themselves um, they all want to, they all think they know, uh, all they need to know to do things. But you, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you're never going to know everything. So ask questions of people that have maybe have been through where you're going through so that you learn constantly ask questions and constantly seek answers and constantly improve your knowledge of it. So, I mean, that's just a major life thing from one educator to the rest of you people, you know? You um, civilians. Yeah, you civilians or whatever else. Just, you know, and, and I'm just talking as a straight as a prof- as a teacher, you know? I, I, you know, I've been teaching a long time and there's one thing that I try to stress to my students is, hey, ask questions, you know? Uh, for, like, if you like the sound of a drum, that you see somebody on stage, don't be afraid to go up and say, hey man, what kind of drum is that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you say, that's the drum I'm gonna buy. You know, I'm gonna get that same head same setup everything same thing with disney man it's like you went to disney world how was it is there anything that you learned from it anything if you had to go back now what would you do differently kind of a thing you know don't be afraid to gauge that and nowadays with you know i tell my students all this time nowadays man y'all you have so much resources at your fingertips it's not even funny me it was a burn bomb guide and past trips <laughs> you know mm-hmm. back when i was growing up the young guys now or even the people i mean there's so much information out there at your fingertips you just have to take a little bit of time at home and just kind of do it and you know a lot of times when i you know when i let my fingers do the walking on the internet it's a lot of fun because like then i get into pictures and you know other people's experiences and i start to thinking like oh i want to do that or this that and the other or i got to keep an eye out for that food item or this, you know, you know, that kind of thing. But that's my take on the whole stress thing, you know? And, uh, like you said, like she mentions the parades and stuff. I mean, that, that nothing about that has changed. The the parades have always been there. The stage shows have always been there. The crowds have always been there kind of a thing for the most part, maybe even more so now that it's grown. Yeah. So y'all, this is, uh, you know, I like this article. I I see no issue with it. I mean, there's a lot of things I agree with and there's a lot of, some couple of things maybe I don't completely disagree with, but I can't knock her. This is her opinion, her experiences, you know? So, I mean, and of course, you know, people in the comments are always going to voice their opinion behind the safety of a computer. Um, but you know, that's just kind of my take on what she has written. You know, this, the, our, the article was written by a Christy Hel- Heitger Ewing. Ewing or whatever. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Chris, if I, I'm, we're not on a first name basis, but I apologize if I mispronounced your name because uh, people do that to me all the time. But, you know, this is on the Huffington uh, Post blog kind of thing. We'll post a link to it if you haven't already seen it floating around on Facebook. But yeah, but it, it's, I think it's a decent read. It's an interesting read. It's a good read. It's a good take on things. You know, you may agree with some things. You may disagree with things. I mean, that's the give and take. That's what makes, uh, you know, in, uh, interacting in life fun you know the tension and the release is what i always call it in musical terms you know there's always some kind of thing the sounds that you put together that create a tension and then there's sounds that just make you go ah 
you know? So it's the same kind of thing, man. You have discussions that create tension, but you all, somehow you come to a conclusion or you don't. You agree to disagree and just, it just kind of flows out. It's the ebb and flow, man. It's just, it's just life, dude. It's just, that's how it is. So, you know, that's, that's my take on the whole article. You know, read it, give it a chance. Don't completely knock it because, oh, that's just negativity. Guys, it's the yin and the yang. I feel like a hipster now. It's like, <laughs> y'all, it's the yin and the yang, man. You got to take the dark with the light, you know, that it bounces out, you know. You put the dark and the light together and you got like, 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 um, twilight or something <laughs> twilight or the dawn you know well, don't do that yeah, uh, yeah. i don't know if you do all the kind of business but anyway i'm taking it a little too far but guys i would love to hear your opinions on this article so i'll definitely make sure i post a link in the show notes as well as on our facebook page and everything else i think i already put it on our facebook page but i'd love to hear your oh wait i wanted to mention a couple of things we uh, from our couple of people that we always hear from and we um, i appreciate you guys writing in uh we do have a couple of things um, that they wrote on our Facebook page. And the first one is from Christopher Sullivan. We mentioned him on the last show. Um, and he, he writes, uh, sounds like the author doesn't like people. If you have been to Disney or any vacation location more than once, you know that there are busy and slow times of the year. If you don't like the crowds, plan a vacation in February or September. Don't go in the height of summer or during the holidays and expect to have the park to yourself. Lee is right. If you don't want the hassle of doing all the planning, then a travel agent is your best bet. And of course, he's referencing something that Lee had written just underneath it. And Lee says, for what it's worth, I have never seen Disney to be a relaxing vacation. Of course, you can make it that way if you wish. Lots of breaks, spending extra time at the resort, etc. But for us, it is all about the parks and getting as much done as possible. If I want a relaxing vacation... I go to the beach. Uh, there are several valid points made about overplanning aspect, and that can be stressful if you let it be. No one should feel that they have to plan out every minute of their day. Um, but let's face it, you know you're going to eat dinner and lunch sometime that day. You also know your what time your family likes to eat dinner and lunch. So logically, so logically, isn't a good, a, a good idea to book something around those times? And if you don't want to do that, there are several great counter service options in the parks. The one thing I think that is stressful to some folks is booking FastPass Plus reservations and making that work around dining reservations. And I can see why that would be an issue. Oh, yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. That's because sometimes it just doesn't work. Um, especially for someone who's never been insert a travel agent plug here. He says in parentheses, ha ha. Uh, but what you can do is simply decide on three things that you think you'd want to do and book them spread throughout the day. That way you have something to fall back on just in case the wait time for other attractions are too long. You can always change your mind and change your fast pass. Just realize that anything else there's going to be certain, oh, I'm sorry, just realize that like anything else, there are going to be certain attractions, restaurants, shows, etc., that are harder to get into than others. But the same could be said for a trip to New York City. Do some research and have a plan. You don't have to have a minute-by-minute -minute plan, but at least have an outline. As far as the crowds, when have there been crowds, when have there been low crowds really? I don't think there have been any slow times in Disney. Slower times, maybe. Manage your expectations, and you will have a much more enjoyable trip. I like what I hear other fellow podcasters say. Pack your patience. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Uh, you can, if you want to get more in depth and read it for yourself, I mean, this is right on our Facebook page. They wrote that and you guys can do that too. Go to facebook.com, search for Magic Our Way. And I'll usually post things that, you know, as I come across things, I'll post it on our Facebook page. Um, and, and chances are that's going to be on our next recording of our show because, you know, I like to see, try to get some feedback from you guys. Uh, so again, Christopher Sullivan, Lee Lasavica, I appreciate you commenting on that. And I hope to see a couple of new names coming up in there and then kind of checking out things, you know. Do you have anything uh, regarding what you heard Chris S. and Lee uh, commented on? I mean, they, they touched upon a lot of the same things that we talked yeah, about. I yeah, I think they did. The only thing I, I would say to, with regards to that and what we haven't acknowledged, well, we kind of acknowledge is that this woman says that she has been to Disney, you know, a lot. I'm yeah. sure she's aware of all this stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I'm sure she knows it. I'm sure she and she even kind of makes mention at the at the end of the article that she's more lamenting. Yeah. You know, the Disney of her youth. Right, right, right. And, you know, how can you really fault somebody for doing that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we all do that. You know, oh, yeah. it was better when I was younger. You yeah. know, that, that kind of thing. And so things think, like imagination, horizons, you yeah. know, stuff like that. So I, I think that there's that element to what she's saying there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, guys, again, yeah, magicrway.gmail.com or a speak pipe or a toll free number. Uh, we'd love to hear your opinions on this particular article, but yeah, it's, I think it's a, it's a good read, man. So it's, it's worth the, at least your time to kind of see what she has to say. All right, man, we've reached that point of the show where we have to wrap up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so again, just to Kermire and you guys, Facebook, uh, Twitter, two best places to find us in the social media land iTunes, Stitcher, two, be two best places to find our shows and download them and subscribe to them. If you do so, please leave us a rating and a review, man. We'd love to uh, keep us relevant in the whole Disney fan universe. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, there's so many roads that lead to us. It's magicourway at gmail.com. Um, there is uh, speakpipe.com, which you can access straight from your computer. Speakpipe.com forward slash magicourway. And uh, you can also call our toll-free number, 1-844-HARAMBE. That's 1-844-HARAMBE. H-A-R-A-M-B-E. You can call that from any phone, landline, or mobile, and you can leave us a voicemail there, and we'll play it on the show. Absolutely. Um, but, Danny, if you check your, uh, your text message, I sent you something. I just saw that. You see a picture. What do you think that is? It looks like a cream puff, but I'm trying to. It looks like a cream puff. Is not a cream puff. <laughs> what is that? What do you think it is on the top? Can you tell what it is on the top? Uh, looks like a cinnamon roll. Yeah, let's let's just say it, there's cinnamon. On, let's say a churro. Okay. You okay. got a churro top, a churro bottom. It's not cream like a cream puff, but ice cream. Oh wow! So it's a churro ice cream sandwich thing. Nice. You know where you can find that? Disneyland. Okay. Yet another reason for me to get my butt back there as fast <laughs> as possible because I want to definitely try this out, you know? That looks delicious. Yeah, I just saw this. I went to the Dream Away Travel uh, Facebook page and Jennifer Harris had posted a picture on that and a bunch of other people were commenting on it. And I just had to share that on the show. I'll post a picture of that. I'll link that uh, that to our Facebook um, but anyway, that just looks absolutely delicious. <laughs> you know, I definitely want to get some. So, guys, um, I want to hear from uh, uh, other listeners and stuff, man. We'll, we'll get some incentives, whether it be like a little sticker or a little button or something. 
uh, maybe even just uh, whatever, a T-shirt or whatever, something. Uh, but we, we'll give you guys some incentives. You write in, we'll definitely get you something. Of course, the guys that constantly write in, we'll give you definitely something in, in return for that as thanks. You know, it is a Christmas the holiday. is a holiday holiday. It's a time for giving and sharing and stuff. So we want to do that for you guys. So, man, if you write to us sometime during this month of December, man, or anytime after that, really, to be honest, man, we'll give you a little something to get. Uh, we'll mail you out a little something for you. And thanks. And again, we do appreciate. We know there's a bunch of Disney podcasts out there that you could be listening to. And we're very honored and humbled that you chose to spend your weekly time with us, you know, at least a part of your week with us, listening to us jibber jabber about Disney and various things and zombies and football drafts and whatever else. <laughs> um, so we definitely appreciate you guys doing that. And we look forward to the future uh, as we come around the corner, entering into 2015 and beyond. Um, lo- I can't wait to see where this show goes. And so on that note, guys, uh, we're going to put a plug and end our show right here. This is show number 60. We're heading into the 60s next week and beyond. So my name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And this is Magic Out. What? This is Magic Out? (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that's quite right. Uh, That's not quite right. Oh, let's try it again. All right. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic Out. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) All right. You need to sleep. I know. Magic Out. (laughs) 